All right, we were gone last week, but guess what, people? We are back on the scene. Back on the scene, yes, we are. With Mega Shane. How about that? Yeah, it's like we haven't recorded in a while. Gosh, yeah, I've but been it's just busy. been a week though. Like we, you know, we've been busy with real life. Oh my gosh, yes, real it's life like, gets in the way. Yeah, you were, but your real life situation was fun. What did you? What were you doing? Well, I was up in uh, this past weekend. I was in Indianapolis to celebrate uh, the Sovereign Imperial Court of Indiana's uh, their coronation. Yeah. If you're not I'm talking about, go listen to one of our previous episodes where I talk about the Imperial uh, the International Court System, and then come back and listen. Yes. But anyway, uh, they were having their coronation where they crowned the new monarchs of their court, and the Imperial Court of Kentucky, which I'm a part of and a member of, and also on the board of directors, uh, we went up there, you know, support, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, uh, we are their mother court. So it was it was cute, um, busy. Uh, so that was about my my little bit of busyness. What about you? Well, um, well, our students returned, so I have been in charge of um, the welcome week and the orientation and convocation. So I had to really be busy and lose out my weekend on welcoming the students as well as doing convocation. If you don't know what convocation is, it's basically the big welcome that we may have a guest speaker. We had the president speak, but I, I was one of the main people in charge of getting that together and trust that was not fun because I'm a laid back person, but I work with people who are like on edge. And so when they're on edge, it's like me using my, my, my Sue Richards force bubble to keep all that foolishness out of, out of my way. And that's what I was doing. Like, I don't care what you think. For example, one of the people who were a part of the organization was freaking out because it was like, we supposed to have, she was like, you're supposed to have seven people, but you only got six. I was like, why we need seven? Who's gonna carry the blue flag? I was like, the blue flag stays on stage. Nobody carries that. I was like, but haven't you been doing this for 10 years? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, I said, you know what? You go stand over there because you're not gonna be getting on my nerves. When I've read all the, you know, I got all the paperwork, I got all this stuff ordered, everything is set, and you coming over here bringing up some new stuff that we don't even need to worry about. So it was that type of stuff, but it's over with. It was a rave review. It was nice to hear that this was the, they, we, this is what I heard. This was the best convocation they've seen in years. And I was like, well, isn't that something? You get someone new come in, and now you have the best. So that's all I'm gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave that on the table. You have the best. <laughs> I want to raise, but we may not get that. But still. Right. I hear that. Shoot. Fuck oh, you, baby. Yes. So we have a lot to talk to y'all about today. So much has happened. And Nick is going to tell us a little bit more about RuPaul's Drag Race last week. Because Ooh, tonight, cause tonight we have um, another run. We have another run of live tweeting. So y'all need to get on it tonight. Nick is going to be running it. It's going to think Marie's going to be a part of that, and everybody from and, uh, Lemonade Show. Yes, Lemonade Show too. They jumping in too. Steph and them. Everybody's jumping in. Y'all don't want to be late, so y'all need to get on into it. I'm gonna be checking as I'm on the road, <laughs> 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 but 
Um, you know, they're going to hold it down. It's going to be fun like it was last week. Everybody was really feeling it and enjoying it. So do not miss out and join in on the fun. But before we really get into that, Nick, tell us what happened last week on the show. Okay. So the Queens came in. You know, it was uh, All-Stars. So these are mm-hmm. Queens from previous seasons. Yes. Um, the winners. We had, well, not exactly winners, just <laughs> people that just lost and, you know, they're trying to redeem themselves oh, so okay, we okay. had uh i'll go through some of the people that we had we had Alyssa edwards okay. she was from season five okay detox okay uh Coco montrese <laughs> um let's see tatiana from season all the way from season two yeah uh, adore delano alaska roxy andrews uh, Ginger Minge, Katya. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody else. But anyway, y'all will correct me. So they get in, you know, they do their little, little walkthroughs and little entrances and whatnot. So the grand prize is again a hundred thousand oh, dollars. But the gag is, um, so if a uh, RuPaul is not eliminating anybody per se. What? She's not telling anybody to go home. Oh. It's down to the contestants. They have to figure out who they want to get eliminated. Oh, okay. Now, to further complicate it, say uh, on this past, uh, past episode, they had to do a talent show. Mm-hmm. And the best two, which were Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana, they had to lip sync. And... When one of them, if the person who won got an incentive bonus of $10,000. Oh, okay. He's just throwing money well, out this year. They, honey, sponsors came on deck. I guess so. Oh. A long way from the first season. <laughs> when they had when Ross and, <laughs> and um, credit union, like, broke right. credit unions. <laughs> let me quit. They let had me. a payday advance. No shade. I know. No shade to them. Let me quit. <laughs> but, uh, so... It's down to Tatiana and Alyssa mm-hmm. to figure out which one they have to eliminate. Hmm. So they eliminated Coco Matris. Oops. Only black queen there. Right. But the gag, even bigger gag, is when Coco was doing her, uh, you know, her, uh, I love this opportunity, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Rube pops up on the screen and says, you're not finished yet. You can redeem yourself. And it ended there. Hmm. So it's... I'm liking this uh, this so far, this concept, because it's because uh, hmm. last last year when they did the All-Stars, they were on teams. Hmm. So I thought the teams were at a real disadvantage because um, like if one team did bad, then both of y'all went home. And I didn't think that was cool. Yeah. Um, one queen that they need to keep their eyes open on is Tatiana because they think that just because she's all the way from season two yeah. that she's not going to be about nothing. They're going to fuck up and she's going to twirl on them hoes. And I think I don't have like an outright winner per se. Um, so we'll keep, in, we'll keep an eye on this one. And tonight they are doing a snatch game. Now, if you're not familiar with the snatch game, yeah. the snatch game is when everybody does uh, 
impersonations of celebrities. And Tatiana did really well on the Snatch Game. I remember when she did Britney, and it was really good. Yeah. So she, who knows what she may bring mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, I'm interested to see who they bring out. So, oh, I forgot uh, Fifi O'Hare is on the uh, the cast, too. Oh, okay. And if, if you uh, aren't following Fifi on Instagram, she is big into cosplay. She is she kills it. Uh, every every photo she does. Mm-hmm. I know she did uh, pizzazz from the yeah, uh, Gemini holograms. She is like she stepped her drag all the way up. And that's what you got to do. That is what you got to do. Because you want those coins, and you want people to still come out to these shows. You can't be Listen. doing Reba McIntyre every time. You're gonna have to do <laughs> different right. people and everybody else. <clears throat> But you can do Reba McIntyre. That's one of my... You can do that. That's my favorite people to watch when they do drags Reba McIntyre. I don't know why. But again, you can do it, but you need to always do it good. Right, don't sleep on it. Don't. Don't. But yeah, that's my little RuPaul recap. And uh, if you want to follow along, uh, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will do uh, a live tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, use the hashtag drag y'all. And... Join in on the fun. Yes, it's Black Girl Nerds as well as Lemonade. And there's some other people too. There, but there's people just joining in because they want to be a part of this event. So y'all want to be a part of it too. So y'all better get on it. So yeah, I can't wait to see what people are going to say tonight. But it's going to be fun. And it is going to be real fun. It is. All right, so we're going to jump on in Aunt May's tea because it... <laughs> It is brewing. It is brewing because it's just been foolish just going on. But we can, we'll start a little. We'll start with somewhat. It's not light because it happened this weekend. Um, MTV VMAs. <laughs> so this happened. VMAs is the video of music awards. It's funny because they don't have any videos, but yet they have a video <laughs> awards. Um, and so the biggest thing about it was Beyonce was performing and everybody was going to watch because Beyonce was performing. Now at the time we didn't know what she was going to do, which is great because I love that, you know, the element of surprise. But they also taunted about Britney doing her major comeback. And I was like, okay, so basically for me, I'm just going to focus on what I thought was, was, was great. Um, what I enjoy, and I, I, I'm not a, uh, Kanye fan, but his video for Fade was amazing. Only reason why I think it's amazing because Tiana Taylor. Now, what she did in this video, if y'all have not seen this video yet, you can look at it. You don't have to go to title because it, <laughs> it, they, were tr- they were trying to hold it hostage on title, but you know, the Queens got out there and made sure you can see that mess on Yahoo and um, AIM and everything else right now. But um, you have to see this video because Tiana Taylor... It's that body. Yes. That made no sense what she was doing. And the funny thing about her is she's been around for a while. And the first time that I saw her was at um, Sweet 16. MTV had a show that basically showed y'all what rich kids do for their Sweet 16. And she had one of the episodes. But she was one of the ones that wasn't, like, irritating, though. You know, she's a very creative person, very talented person. Um, she's done music. She's done videos. I think one of her songs is called You Can Google Me or Google Me. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's really talented. So when she was in this video, I was like, all right, look at all of this. This body was amazing. Um, and just how she was doing her own choreography. Choreography, I can never say that word. But she was doing her own <laughs> stuff, and it was just, you know, she was feeling the music. So it was, you can you can tell she was really getting into the music. But again, her body was just, oh, my God, just beautiful. Oh, I want a body like that when I grow up. I know. I was thinking. Let me let me up this CrossFit. And I ain't gonna ever get that small, but you know, I just wanna I just wanna do parts of the video. You know, when I get older, you know, I'm getting up. When I get up into the forty fives and fifties, I want to be able to like, let me lay on this ground, oiled up and a uh, tank top and some tiny shorts and do this cook. <laughs> and do this for myself to be like, yeah, I can still do it. You know, like, cause that was a, again. What she did in this video was a lot. And it wasn't much, but it was a lot at the same time. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the video? Okay, so you, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen all of it because, honestly, I can't give enough of a fuck about the VMAs. Yeah. I knew that Beyonce was going to perform. I knew Rihanna was going to do her medley. Um, and I knew Kanye was going to get up there and talk some foolishness. I was like... Should I or shouldn't I waste my time on something that I hadn't watched since I was in middle school? And so I went with not wasting my time. Um, I might go back and watch this video of Kanye just for the fact that I need to have a like screenshot Tiana Taylor's body so I can put it on my my uh, my phone so every time I'm running or working out, you know. She can inspire me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I heard a little bit of the music, and it's it's typical Kanye. Yeah. Per se, but I don't have enough an opinion yet to warrant. Yeah, and again, she made the video, so I didn't I didn't look at it as Kanye's video. I looked at it as her video. <laughs> like I was like, this is her <laughs> video, and I'm just watching it for her. Um, again, it's it's just amazing to watch, and I know a lot of people have put in that have put her picture as a as what's those those gold boards or whatever they call those right. boards. Uh, board. Yeah, to be like this is what I'm trying to do. In fact, at my CrossFit, so a woman told me um, Monday. She said after seeing that, she was like, I. She said I'm in. She brought her friend, and she said our goal is to do this video. I was like, all, all right. right, well, y'all do that video. We can all do this video in the studio when y'all get ready. We all do this video. Um, the white man just looked at us and said, what are y'all talking about? But anyway, Forced. you know, we were ready for it. So that was one of the things that I enjoyed. I, re I didn't really, okay, I know there are Rihanna fans out there. I'm not really a huge Rihanna fan. Like, she's there, and that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, I, I kind of, like, didn't care to see her medley um but i'm glad that she got that award i mean I, you know i'm glad she got that award i'm glad that she's accomplished i mean it's hard being in a beyonce nation and you carve your own you know territory and she has right and so i give her credit for that but beyonce's performance was amazing it was 15 15 plus minutes long um she's on beat stays on beat I love that she can do all that and still sound good on the mic because she's not just, she's like Tina Turner. You know, Tina Turner could, we used to do, do all of that jumping and dancing and freaking yeah, and dropping. Yeah, like, speak about that real quick because I don't think people realize how in shape you have to be 
to do all that dancing mm-hmm. and then still have vocals too because mm-hmm. that's not stuff that you can you see Britney wasn't doing it uh like mm. that takes real endurance you know having your body all the way together having your vocals all the way together mm-hmm. um so kudos to Beyonce for doing her whole damn album and just letting MTV sit there and hold it um I was just you know it's insane that Beyonce keeps on reinventing herself mm-hmm. so like if our edges are already gone with Lemonade what about the next project she does I scan like, you know, like she gonna have people falling out in the street dead our skin gonna be snatched off. We are gonna be running around like Warren and Buffy with no skin. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be, you know, who knows what she's gonna do next? I think she may take some time off, but who knows what she's gonna do next? But yeah, I truly appreciated that performance. Uh, just because she knows what she's doing, she knows her impact. She knows how to keep the crowd excited, and that's really great. So. I enjoyed all of that. It was perfect. That's how it should be. Um, and what... Okay, so let's, let's get into it. And I'm going to be... You know what, people? I'm going to warn you now. I'm going to be mean. Because I struggle with Britney Spears. I struggle with her popularity. Um, I know people love her. And I'll be honest, I think it's more white gays love her than anything else because I don't really know anybody of color who, they may like a song or two or three, but they're not going to cape for her as they cape for Beyonce or Rihanna or for, even for um, Cardi B. Like, they're not going to cape for her. Not Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) Like they do Britney, but I struggle with Britney because I feel like Britney came into the game at the time where all of those young groups from Florida Right rolled up and it was just like a package it's like it's like loot crate it's like well you got all this stuff too you may got some stuff you didn't want but it's all in the same package so you the theme was orlando (laughs) and that's what they came into they all came in the in the orlando loot crate and and so she got in there and disney loot crate the orlando disney loot crate that's what i was saying um got in there and so she, you know, she was there when it was not kind of a pop tarty type of girl. Because we had, we had a Monica and Brandy who were more sophisticated young girls, but we didn't really have, you know, the pop tarty girl. And so that's what Britney right. kind of fulfilled because Christina was the singer, um, and Britney was like, oh, I'm fun and drunk and fun, you know, type of girl. So she's managed to ride this wave way too long and way too long she gets up on the stage and first of all i don't care if your knee hurt or you had knee issues because i'm uh beyonce falling off stage before tina turner used to get you know beat and everything else but still putting on the show people and what i'm saying is these women went through some things but they was able to give you a good show britney to, and the funny thing was they did have the RuPaul's Drag Race uh, All Stars there, and I bet I they was that. sitting. I bet they were sitting there like I could have done this because all Britney did was limp sync this performance, and it was very lackluster. And then, I guess what bothered me was to see, you know, outlets like Time and Rolling Stone and E talk about this iconic performance, this amazing performance. I'm like, if y'all don't sit 
what white gay is working your social media right now? Because that is a lie. That is all a lie. That is not iconic. First, she went after Beyonce. So you can't go after Beyonce with that. And I, and, and if you were the first, I, I guess the first pop royalty in the game, wouldn't you want to come out hard to be like, let me show you I still have it versus let me just take up some time while you go to the bathroom or where you go refill on your wings or something like that's what her performance was and the mediocrity of her performance or just her period baffles me because to me she's part of the white mediocrity movement she's that where it's like for for a lot of white gays that's top notch and I have to be like is that if that's what you see as top notch I hate to see what you think is. right is that your final answer yeah that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's what I want to say. Is that your final answer? Because that was a mess, and so. Wasn't she having issues with like the mic was not even on when she was allegedly singing, and like I read somewhere that like the front of the house didn't turn the volume up on the mic, and she was missing her cues. I was like, okay, be that as it may, she was still gonna miss her cues regardless. I know. Again, Beyonce had fallen off the stage, got back on cue. Almost fell at the Super Bowl, got back on cue. The point, she had her hair stuck in a fan. Yeah, and still kept still going. On so I'm just saying, step your game. Brittany, step your game up. You cannot be running around here. You some, I will give you some of the credit. Now, you kind of started some pieces of the game, but you are not finishing it. Where you started on this Monopoly game, you may have gotten around the board but right now you on Baltic Avenue and nobody's buying so you need to get yourself together either get out of the business or step up your game you got too many people stepping up and taking it from you Tiana Taylor have took your spot to me mm-hmm. so cause that right there that's what you should have been doing something like that like, she, like Brittany's a good she used to be a great dancer I don't know what's happening now I don't know if it is cause she had um, issues, personal issues, or whatever's going on, but you either need to start singing live, get these steps together, something, because these little tight af- outfits are not working anymore. They're just not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a Britney Spears fan, but I do like some of her songs. I'll say that. Not I, all of them. I don't. I like maybe three. I, I can't bring myself to. Like, I, even, I remember I tried. I tried back in what two thousand one, whatever a slave for you came out. I tried. I was like, I can't, cause I feel yeah. like I can't, cause in my mind I'm like, it's still you though, <laughs> like it's still me. <laughs> so I can't do it. But to me, to I guess to wrap up the VMAs, Beyonce was pretty much it. She saved the show. In fact, the, it's sad to see how many um, outlets were talking about like you know basically the show was a mess, but what but because of Beyonce it was watchable. And, you know, maybe that's something MTV need to think about. Do they need to continue this or do they need to do something totally different? I don't know. Did you see where Chance the Rapper, where he was uh, having an interview backstage and Beyonce touched him? Yeah, and he, that uh, was so cute. Out. I was yeah. like, oh. He was so cute. He's, he was so cute throughout. The, that's another thing. That was a good highlight. He was really cute to watch. Um, and that was good that he, I like that he's not so hyper-masculine either. I like that about yeah. him. Like, he's just a regular guy and I like that about him. I like that he was looking like an urban uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> he yeah. did, he did. But he was cute, though. He was yeah, cute. he was cute. All right, let's I'm, see. What else is going go on? Let's go further. Oh, so, what was it? This past week, Ben Affleck 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he leaked a uh, a video of Deathstroke. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. So it was like maybe what 10, 15, mm-hmm. 20 seconds of Deathstroke. So we I, I, we don't know if this is just uh, on Justice League. We don't know if it's going to be in Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was struggling to find any kind of news. I know that uh, the hangar that Deathstroke was working was uh, walking in. Uh, it was the base of operations in Justice League, so it was called the Flying Fox. So I'm thinking that he's in the Justice League, but then I heard reports that he's the main villain in the single, the standalone Batman film. Hmm. It, you know, I saw that clip too, and it was it was fun to watch. And there's rumors that Joe Magliano, and I'm saying his name wrong, but Joe Magliano. Um, Oh, that fine ass guy. Yes, from True Blood, who was um, that sexy werewolf, and also Magic Mike, and what have you. Um, He may be playing Slade, Slade Wilson, um, who's Deathstroke. It's interesting because I go back and forth for Deathstroke because (laughs) I can't forget that Deathstroke, even though he's a mastermind, you know, villain and, 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 and incredible to watch and read about. I can't help but to, I can't get out of my mind that he also slept with Tara, who was sixteen. Oh my gosh! Yes, if y'all y'all go back and read Teen Titans, um, Judas Contract. Um, now they did a cartoon version with you know with the series, but you need to read the comic because she was sixteen, smoking cigarettes and talking. They talking about when they were in bed together and all this stuff. Um, so I I can't get that out of my head because he kind of was a pedophile. Um, in that sense, but you know, if they have him in the movie, I don't know why he would be a Batman villain because he's not really a Batman villain. But you know, they they can remix it a little bit. You know, who knows what he can bring to the table? Uh, again, Deathstroke is a very crafty villain. Um, he has the ability to he can his reflexes are superhuman. Um, he can go toe to toe with Batman. He can go very toe to toe with Batman. I mean, he's actually. Um, battled um starfire a lot of powerful people that you think would take him down and they couldn't (laughs) so um he's very smart very cunning so it'll be interesting to see how they will make him you know live action i mean they've already done it like on arrow um because he's been an arrow but i i would like to see how they do this in the movie hope they don't mess him up because as we know the DC universe don't cinematic universe don't have the best <laughs> don't have the best system right now and so again just if you're gonna do Deathstroke do him well and I want to make this clarification because some people were saying that Deathstroke is just another version of um what's his name Deadpool lies oh hell no um Deathstroke was created back in the early 80s like way before Deadpool so He's been around for a minute. Uh, I think he appeared in issue three or four of um, of the new Teen Titans at the time, I think. But um, so he's been around since the '80s. So let's not, y'all. If you you comic fans need to get it together, there that that's the other way around. And they're they totally two different people in in, in the sense of how they do things. So you know, Deathstroke has been around longer. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that. Yeah. Uh, we'll that one and one thing we are not keeping our eye on or at least i am i'm not 
is uh so logo the gay channel <sighs> is doing <laughs> they are doing their version no, of not. bachelor oh no, they know it's called finding prince charming and finding mess yes honey so it has this guy um who's trying to find love <laughs> and they have these uh eligible dudes that are trying to win his love mm. So, okay, I was like, okay, that's cute. Well, the story is, the guy, uh, his name is uh, Robert Spivelta, uh, or something like that. He was, uh, in a prior, well, earlier in his life, was a male escort. Now, I'm not knocking anybody's grind. I'm not knocking sex workers. You know, do what you got to do. Well, apparently, there was a review um, <laughs> that he kind of didn't like black guys. Yes. What makes it even interesting is there are, uh, I think... Two, maybe, I think it's two, about two or three. Yeah, there's a couple of black contestants on the show, which is like, okay, so how are we going to do this? you going to say no fats, no femmes, no blacks? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some nude photos of Robert going around, mm. which, you know, they're not bad. You know, go ahead and do uh, patch your pastry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if I'm going to watch this or if I'm going to just watch it for, like, the mess I know it's going to be. Because you know us gays. We love a mess. We love watch a mess. I... As you were saying, I don't have any issues with him being, you know, a former sex worker or what have you, as long as he can own up to it, because um, you know, it, you know, it's it's reality. A lot of people do turn to that work, and sometimes you, you do it because sometimes you need to, you know, just to right. get by. And he used his assets to work, and he has he had a, I mean, he he does have a, a cute tool. We got to see that. Um, you know, he's not afraid of those stuff getting out there. The thing I'm concerned with the show is because they're talking about uh, they have like one HIV positive person there to show that, you know, love can happen. I'm like, uh, love can happen to anybody. Let's not try to play it up like they, that HIV positive people don't find love. They find love every day. They're in love. They can have relationships with each other and everybody and anybody. So I don't know why they're trying to make this uh trying to point that out. I mean, there are a lot of HIV positive folks in healthy relationships um, with positive people and non-positive people, and it works. So I don't know why they're trying to dress that up. But anyway, um, the show, it just like it's going to be a mess. I'm To me, if they were going to do a show like that, I would have rather seen like a, just an average person because you look at him and it's like, mm, like, are you the reason why you can't find? Like, it, he's like that type of person that you have to be like, maybe it's you <laughs> that you can't right. find. Because there's a like, you've seen those guys that they are like fine, mm-hmm. like tens across the board, and you're like, okay, so if you can't find a dude, what does that like? Why there must be something an uh, issue there? Yeah. Now I'm not saying that he's like a horrible person or any of that but some of those guys that are you know aesthetically handsome often especially in the gay community like we only look 
at what's in front of us. We only we're kind of superficial. Well, we're a lot of superficial. Yeah. So I feel that that show was going to play that up a lot. And to me, it's just, I don't, I hate seeing gay people in such a negative light like that because we're mm-hmm. trying to find, like, I don't know. It's just, it's rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch it. But I, if you are going to watch it, it's yeah. coming on next Friday at 9 o'clock on, on Logo. On a Friday night? Do they know what gays do on Friday night? But <laughs> they are in the streets. But um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the first episode. I know it's gonna be a mess, and I know we are judging it before we see it. But it just seems like it's gonna be messy, and hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully it will be something that is positive and whatever. But I just feel like it's not going to be because um, we didn't ask for this. And I know it, it. You know, people are saying, "Well, we don't have this type for us." I'm like, "Oh, we do. It's called Grinder. So you can, you know, like if they want to find and something and Jack, stuff yeah. and all that, they can do that there." But we know, you know, God bless them. Let them see if they, hopefully somebody finds love on that show. But we will be, I will be looking just to see for a little bit and see how long I stay in it. Um, if not, I'll get out in three. That's what I did with. Um, well, I mean, I get out in three. I mean, get out after three episodes. That's what I did with Empire. I was like, okay, this is cute, but I'm not coming back. So <laughs> that might be that might be me because I feel like I'm the only person on earth who is not excited for Empire, um, which is coming back, but I don't really care. But anyway, um, I am less excited than I was. Yeah. Season is it on three? Are they? Yeah. Uh, anyway, you got Greenleaf. I don't feel like I need to go anywhere else. I can just stick with Greenleaf. But anyway. Um, let's oh, be, yeah. So let's be author, as everybody knows, is our fave one of well, one of my favorite Golden Girls. Who she's passed away. She was Dorothy. Um, she left a lot of money to you know do something for LGBT youth, and so um, they are finally building a homeless shelter for LGBT youth, um, and it will be basically under her name. Um, and so she donated $300,000 um, to make this happen. And so they are going to build an 18-bed shelter. Um, it will be called the Be Author Residence, and it will be ready on February next year. And I think this is really amazing because, you know, it's nice to see, you know, some of our icons, some of the people that we've watched and enjoyed over the years give back to the community. And, it you know, her history with the LGBT community is amazing. Like, I think we, if you just kind of, you know, take a moment, just look back at some of the things that, not just what she's done, but there's been a lot of stars from back in, like, for example, Tangina from Poltergeist. Her name is Zelda. She used to be a strong advocate for LGBT people. I think if you look back at a lot of the the actresses from the 80s, they they did a lot of behind-the-scenes work. Cindy Lauper, who still does stuff for LGBT youth, but um, be author donated this money to make sure that there will be homes for them and I think that's just amazing and and it fits so well because she is a big gay icon. Golden Girls is like the go-to gay thing, I believe. Right. Yeah, I, I think also uh, the housing, they're going to provide counseling as well, mm. as well as a case management. Yes. And I hope that they specifically target uh, people of color, 
queer people of color because mm-hmm. that's a lot, especially big demographic yeah, that we, is uh, ho- oftentimes homeless mm-hmm. or thrown out in the street and yes. don't have anybody to turn to. Yes, we make up a huge number of the statistics when it comes to homeless LGBT, especially our trans community, our trans community of color. They're out there, and sometimes they do turn to sex work and they turn to other means to survive. And so I do hope that when they do have some of this counseling, that they also have um, like a job core type of, you know, right. some type of thing to where they teach them to job core, maybe even prepare them for school, um, give them access to school, access to college, something, because I really, it's hard to think about our youth, you know, knowing that they are out there and they're just trying to survive and they're doing things that, you know, some people may not, you know, don't even have to even think about just to survive. And I really hope that this shelter um, is really something that they can really turn to. And, you know, New York has been really good with LGBT shelters. I mean, they have the Alley Fornig Center um, that has been very active. They have... Um, other centers too that just slips my mind, but we also have centers here in Los Angeles that also gives back too. So hopefully, you know, what this shelter would, it will hopefully kickstart some more celebrities to probably donate money as well as maybe open their own shelters as well. Cindy Lauper has been doing a great job, as I mentioned before, reaching out to LGBT youth and raising money and what have you. I think she has her own place too. She will soon as I was told. So it's amazing, you know, just to see this happening and again I hope some of our celebrities really you know take heed and do this as we go forward definitely definitely so moving on and sipping this tea and Aunt May's tea no man sky <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a game that I uh, you know I wrote an article about you mm-hmm. can catch it on the mm-hmm. Um is running into some more problems so apparently, I've heard reports that they are uh, the developers at uh, Hello Games is offering some sort of refunds to uh, Steam users or other or console users. Um, I'm not sure what is going on as far as why I've heard like the uh, there's issues with um, the load times and the game just being entirely buggy for a lot of the PC users. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not looking too good for them. Uh, and I had such, I know a lot of people had such high hopes for this game, but the, oh God, the um, execution of how they laid this game out kind of tumbled and fell out. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I saw a lot of people were just just voicing they their anger, like people writing papers. Like it was like serious. I was like, really? These people are really and again, I don't play video games. So when I'm to me, this is a world of just I'm this is Wonderland to me walking into but um just reading some of these people's, you know, angry letters and posts, I mean, they, they're not happy about this. Yeah, I will say, um, don't play No Man's Sky if you're sleepy, because I damn near fell asleep playing that game. Because there was like, <laughs> there was no dialogue. Like, yeah, just don't play it when you're asleep. When you're sleeping, don't. <laughs> but it's a, at its core, it's a good game. Yeah, I think they kind of 
I saw it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's really gorgeous. And I think they tried to over-deliver. Um, I'm hoping that they implement some changes, but uh, I wanted it to be so much more. And I know a lot of people did, too. Lord. I, well... I, I, they'll get they they better get it together. They will have to get it together soon because people will jump will jump somewhere new or you know right. some company might be like yeah, we they may capitalize on the fact that they're you know having these issues and put out something new called that's true no woman sky and then next thing you know everybody's running over there. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully they get that together because that's a shame. That's it cool. is a shame. So okay, our final topic and it's it's a doozy. So the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Colin Kaepernick, yep. I hope I'm pronouncing that yes, right. Yes, Kaepernick. He uh, said uh, during a game, what was it a game or some kind of fucking game, I don't watch football, that he didn't stand for the United States National Anthem of the Star Spangled Banner. Yes. And he said, I won't, I'm not going to stand, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm not going to stand for something that doesn't respect black people or people of color. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that he said, white lives don't matter. Basically, because this, this is what he said, I, we'll, we'll let our listeners hear all of it. I'm not going to stand up and show pride in a flag for a country that oppressed black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish of my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the streets and people getting paid to getting paid leave and getting away with murder. I that part hit me the most because it was like the truth. There are bodies in the street and they're getting paid leave. They get administrative leave. Um, like I think about the the man, the deaf man who was just killed recently, a white man who was killed. He was trying to, you know, sign language to the cops. They just shot him. You know, I, you just think about all and still this cop. I think he's on paid leave. Um, what Colin said was was the truth. He just told the truth. I don't know what right. the big deal was, but he told the truth. And all of a sudden, you know, here come all of these these WWWs, white, weary, and weak, people come out here, start talking about he disrespect the flag and all this stuff, and then you had certain celebrities, for example. Oh my God, they were coming out the woodwork. Yeah, you had some of these folks, um, some car racer, I can't, his name slips me as I'm talking about it, talks about, you know, like, he doesn't understand what the cops go through, but if you Google him and his name, I'll get his name before the end of the show, um, you Google him, you find out he did two things that are interesting. One, he killed somebody on the racetrack being, you know, out of anger. One, he was mad. They were mad. They were arguing. Um, and he killed, the, well, he accidentally ran over the guy. Um, and the guy died and there was an investigation. And he did not get, he did not get, you know, arrested or anything. He got off from that. But... Just recently, like in January, <laughs> the, Lord, I believe his name was Tony Stewart. Yeah, Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart um, pushed and shoved the cop, but he had to talk about how you know you don't know what the cops going through. I was like, and I actually tweeted, I said, didn't you push a cop? Did you almost get in a fight with a cop though? Did you murder somebody? He did uh-huh. something. 
Um, ben Ruffernick, whatever his last name is, is a football player, said that he didn't care for him doing it either. Now, this Ben guy is a football player who was also um, caught up in a couple of rape cases. Yeah, Rosalind Berger, he was a quarterback for the Steelers. Yes. And I was like, okay, but you, okay. And then we had some, we had a couple of black football players who just. That coon train is never on, is never late. It's never late. They are ready to go. First ticket on. These folks got on there, so talking about how, what was that one person who said that, well, he's not black, so I can speak on it. Oh, huh. I'm like, well, bitch, why don't you mind your own damn business? When I you know. Start to- why don't right. you do something great first before you start talking about anything about the fact that, oh, well, he ain't black. He don't have to be black to speak out on injustice. Lesson right. today, kids, you don't have to be black to speak out on injustice. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, what's his name? Head Coon, uh, Stephen A. Smith oh. from ESPN. I have a real heat for niggas like that. Like, he is always like, oh, well, what about black-on-black crime? Nigga, we ain't talking about black-on-black crime right now. It w- let's talk about white-on-white crime then, if you want to talk about that. He's always saying some stupid-ass shit. And yeah. then, uh, um, I think his name was Tiki Barber. Oh. He said some stupid-ass shit. And then uh, a lot of people said, aren't you the young man who left your pregnant chick for... Underage intern. Yes, I know you're not coming for somebody. But he did though, and then Rodney Harrison. That's what his name. Rodney Harrison was. Um, he's he was the one who said that Colin wasn't black. But then you know Twitter dragged him, and then he came back the next day talking about, oh, I, I'm sorry for saying something. Like, you shouldn't even say anything. Nobody asked for right. your opinion in the first place. He said, oh, I didn't know he was mid. Well, whatever. The the like, point girl. is, what Colin is saying is is the truth. He stood up, and he he stood up for something he believed in, and that's what many people are not doing because, you know, they want that money and that sponsorship. But what I appreciate about Colin is, first of all, he is fine. But second, <laughs> the fact that he, he did stand up for something, he meant what he said, and he was going to make sure that that message got across. That's what he wanted. And I like the fact that he did put stuff in jeopardy. If he did put that in jeopardy, so what? I don't think he cared. He wanted that message out. And then recently, um, in practice, he's been wearing these socks that are having... <laughs> these socks that have cops as pigs on uh-huh. his socks. So you know WWWs are upset already that he don't respect the police and then the the San Francisco police are demanding, you know, the NFL and calling to apologize. Not apologize. Like, nigga, fuck you. Like they ain't gonna apologize to you yet yeah, Beyonce didn't apologize, he ain't gonna apologize. What y'all need to be apologizing is to us about what y'all been doing, all the police people, and all the fact that they've been, you know, screwing stuff up, doing stuff out of anger, um, raping women, um, killing people without thinking, um, doing all these corruptions and everything else, hiding money, um, forcing, you know, the sex workers to do tricks on them so they don't get arrested, but yet, you know, like, that's not even get into all the string of foolishness they have done. And again, yes. Not all cops are bad, but not all of them are good, and we got plenty of proof of that. So, but if the cops that are quote unquote good are not talking about or coming against the cops that are bad, then is that code it paints blue? them as a, yeah, it paints them as a whole picture. And let's also let's real quick let's get into the Star Spangled Banner if you if we gonna go there. Mm-hmm. The Star Spangled Banner was written by Francis Scott Key and about eighteen. Let's say 1813, 
during the uh, the War of uh, 1812. A lot of people don't uh, realize that there's a lot of lyrics that are left out of mm-hmm. the Star Spangled Banner. Most notably, and this is verbatim, no refuge could save the hurling and slave from the terror of, of flight or the gloom of the grave. Now this uh, quote, well, this lyric from the Star Spangled Banner, it goes back to during the war, British were paying or was recruiting slaves on their side. And if they, they told the slaves that if we won, then you wouldn't be returned back to your masters. So Francis Scott Key didn't even give a damn about black people when he was writing it. So why would we pay homage to a national anthem that really, at its core, didn't give a fuck about people of color? True. So, I mean, before we want to go there about respecting the flag or standing up for this uh, nation, let's cut the bullshit. Because a lot of the times, the nation that we live in didn't give a fuck was built on our ancestors' backs. True. And also, for furthermore, the veterans came out in support of this guy. Yes, they did. They came right on out. So why you gonna tell me that he's not he's being disrespectful for the country? But when the veterans that fought for our freedom come back in support then you still want to say that he's disrespectful. Okay, so what? which is it? You can't tell these veterans to go off and serve the country, and then when they come back, you don't have anything for them. There was just this last week that a guy went to a VA, he couldn't get benefits, and killed himself in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, y'all can, they can miss me with all that type of bullshit, because I, I don't have any patience for it. I know a lot of people that have served. I have my own cousin that is serving. So, mm-hmm. you know, Fuck that. Fuck all of Yeah, just, it, it was interesting too because I bet they was cracked when they saw all those veterans come out because they came out, that went viral. They came out with uh-huh. the swiftness to support him. And I will also say that it, it was amazing to see that because they actually was educating people about this is what we're fighting for, the freedom right. to do this. They fight for their freedom for y'all to be racist bigots. They are fighting for the freedom from him to speak out about the situation. So the freedom that you have to be racist is because of them. <laughs> like, you right. have to remember we are in America and you we do have free speech. So the fact that you can spew all that racial foolishness is because they fight for us to have that freedom. So, you know, if, you, if you're going to be out here saying all this racist stuff, you need to be you need to be fine with Colin speaking what he wants to speak because it's the same situation. I mean, it's the different paths, but it's still it's the same situation. So right. they need to get that part together. But I will say on a sad, not sad, but on a shallow note, if y'all, no offense, but these, if you look at some of those soldiers in that hashtag... <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> my my name is Victor, and you can reach me on um, you can you reach me on uh, Wonder Man Five. And, you know, <laughs> some of y'all, because I was sitting there like, look, okay, like this became more of a this became. You know, like, I love a good man of uniform now. Yes, we that became not. a beefcake type of thing. I was like, what is this? Black interest? Yeah. Like this became black interest for two seconds, but uh, <laughs> um, but no. Uh, and what that be? Yeah. I think Miss uh, 
uh, Aunt May's tea is about done. She's it is because now we're getting filthy. Right. So we're going to get out of that because I am saved on three days of the week. And this is the third day. So we're going to move on into our um, king size edition. And what we wanted to do today was talk about, um, you know, we're getting a lot of heroes that we're seeing popping up on television and shows. We just learned today that, um, you know, Black Lightning, one of the one of the original black characters in D.C., he got he they. He was created in 1977. Um, he's going to have a show that's coming up on the CW, um, produced by Greg Belanti, who already does the other DC shows, but also by um, Mara Brock Akil and her husband. And, you know, Mara, we all know from Girlfriends, The Game, um, and some other things, being Mary Jane. So it's nice to know that's happening. But in a lot of ways, we still don't get to see a lot of queer heroes on TV, on the screen, and I think that, you know, great, we got more people of color who are becoming heroes, but can we get more queer heroes, you know, out there on the TV? Because I feel like that, you know, as a lot of our, you know, our generations, you know, are coming up, you know, they're, they're now seeing themselves um, on television, on media, everything, but I think it's time for us to kind of see us as superheroes, people who are powerful who are saving the world who are creating worlds you know or even as villains i would like to see more queer heroes and i don't um i don't feel like we see enough there's i mean there's some out there but i don't feel like they get enough shine as they as they should exactly i think yeah we really need to see like this generation that's coming up i think they're more in tune with technology and you know, all of that different stuff. So when they can't see themselves, or it's like, hey, that can be me too, mm-hmm. it kind of, it just, well, I, we, don't, we shouldn't make it hard, we shouldn't make it harder for them or have them go through the same things that we went through. Yeah. So we need to have some kind of, there needs to be more representation for them so they won't have you know the same struggles that we went through yeah because i think that you know i think about when i was coming up at first i didn't even see us at all so i had no real you know inkling of what it was to be a gay person the only thing i can match you know you know match that life to was what i saw was lamar on revenge of the nerds like that was the only gay character i saw and then Mm -hmm. later MTV Norman on the first um, real world um, but I really didn't see a lot with that and then when I started reading comic books you know I didn't really see gay characters then and I think the first time I ever saw a gay character was when um, North Star came out and I remember buying that comic in college but after that you know they really didn't get into that much with him it was many years before they really got back into talking about North Star and he got married to a man and what have you. But I feel like this generation is ready for that because I think about, again, the youth who are growing up, you know, you know, especially the, the, the gay geeks or the queer geeks, um, wanting to see, you know, like, hey, I want to see a character who's flying right side along Superman or working with Captain America or, you know, helping, you know, Black Panther solve the situation or, you know, hanging out with Storm and we, we I think they want to see that they want to see 
themselves as heroes as in, in these characters and I don't think we have enough. I mean there are there are, you know, a good number of queer characters out there, but they're not enough. And if they are, they're a part of a team that you really don't really get to see a lot of them. There's very few that have their own comics. Like there was the Midnighter, but that was canceled. Um and which was a very interesting comic to read because <laughs> he was very bold in his statements. He always flirted with um the original Robin Dick Grayson. Uh mm-hmm. But we really don't see enough of that. And I feel like unless you go to the indie world or if you go to the webcomic world, you do. But even there, it's still not a huge number. A lot of it is under Yaoi, and that's kind of the male-on-male romance, which kind of goes in a different direction, and that's fine. But I still would like you know, some of the, main, the, the mainstream companies to really increase having more of the heroes out there um, to where they're not just completely on the side but they they're in the middle of something major you know like when secret wars happen they are part of like they do something that 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 alters things or you know or when well i'm not gonna say convergence because that's the worst (laughs) dc that was the worst (laughs) that was the worst series you did but anyway if something big happens in dc or happens in image or happens in valiant I would like to see the gay characters play a big role in that. Maybe one of them fight Dantos. One of one of them stabs um, Magneto. Something happens to where something changed. But can it? I I think it's time for that to be a queer character. You know. Yeah, I I think where we need to move from the role of being a sidekick or a co-star to the actual star. Yeah. And not only we need to have more queer heroes like you were saying uh, earlier we need to have more queer villains i mean queer people are just not this monolithic oh we can only be good guys you know there we meet at so many different intersections as far as life so it needs to reflect in comics i mean we could have a bad a villain who's also queer yeah you know i think that's not just because you're queer, you know, those are things are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's really high time. And I don't even remember, to my knowledge, a queer villain. Yeah. Um, hmm. I always That's thought Magneto, I always thought Magneto was kind of either slightly yeah. bi or gay, especially in the uh the animated series like his the voice actor led me to believe even further that he wanted cyclops and james cookies yeah or i mr sinister i always thought mr sinister was is very um queer because he has been both a man and a woman um but i always looked at mr sinister as a queer character i still think he might be possibly queer um I think... Was uh, uh, Mystique? Mystique is queer. Yeah, Mystique is queer. Um, because her and Destiny has had a relationship and that has been spoken about in comics. But, you know, she's kind of on her own. She's either good or bad. But I always look at her as she's on her own. She does her own thing. And there's Catwoman. Catwoman is bi. Um, um, but I don't know that. I don't know how much they speak on that. I, what I think is, is kind of interesting that since we were talking a little bit about Black Lightning, his daughter... Thunder is lesbian or queer, um, so that's something that I would like to see more of her. She's she's had some shine in the comics, but I'd like to see more of her. 
um, just something to where we can always say like we can point it out and we can say there's a comic for that we can go read the comic about their lives they're not a part of a team that we have uh-huh. to you know read the team and then read about them uh, but they need to have their own comics so we can really get into it um, the thing is will we buy it and I think we need to because you know it only gets better when we put the money in it so we need to put the money in these characters and read about these characters and do fan fiction, whatever you want to do. Stop doing fan fiction on straight characters. Start, you know, demand gay characters. You know, like, let's not make straight characters gay. Let's make gay characters. And let's not change straight characters into gay characters. Let's just create gay characters. Exactly. Uh, it's time. It is high time. And don't make them just bi or gay you know there's so many queer it's just like you can they can be pansexual they can be asexual they can be trans so like when was the last time you've never seen a trans hero yeah we need more trans here yeah we need more trans heroes villains all of it we need somebody who's running the shots who's calling the shots a a trans version of nick fairy a trans version of um well oh laura her name um amanda well like we need like trans versions of all types of characters in the comic universe to be visible and seen and compelling reads so and I, I think that can be such a a rich story right there because it intersects at so many mediums you know like mm-hmm. oh is she well is this person a villain because uh, somebody did her wrong or is if, if that's the case then is she really a villain or you know it, mm-hmm. it just it opens the door for so many story possibilities yes so you know i feel like it's time for us to really explore that and, and those of you who are creating comics and all that good stuff please put that stuff out there you know let us know about it tweet us about it you know i know there's a lot of it's a lot of web comics that touch on these subjects but i would really like it to where we will you know i go to the store and i can pick up a comic that is focusing on these characters and you know more writers more queer writers are doing this too now i want to see more of us out there really making new work for example the gem comic is highly amazing because it has it's had um queer people involved trans one of the i think her name is sophie campbell one of the artists is trans and one of the characters is trans blaze is trans um, Stormer and Stormer and Kimber are lesbians, and they're in, and they're in love with each other. I like that element of the comic that gives us some characters we can read and and really get into their lives. It's not just fluff. It's just really intense situations. Especially the the storyline of Blaze was very interesting. So if you have not read a Jim comic, read about Blaze because she did come out to the Misfits, um, letting them know that she was trans, and when she came out, you know, they were like, girl, so, like, that. it was, it was so neat. Yeah, it was, I think it was Roxy was like, okay, so, and can you still play, like, like that, and so I love that, I love the fact that she um, felt that, you know, she was worried, but once she was allowed to be herself, she became herself, she was um, somewhat replacing pizzazz as one of the singers. So, um, again, read that comic because that was an awesome introduction to a trans character um, that was enjoyable and new, and I really liked that. So, 
I just wanted us to talk about that. I mean, not spend a lot of time of it because basically what we want is more queer characters. And we would love to see more queer characters of color too because we want to show the diversity in the queer universe of us, which is why I mentioned um, Thunder, who is a lesbian, Karma, who is Vietnamese and she's a lesbian. Um, there's other characters too um, of color who are out there. there. And, I, and we posted some of those on megasheen.com so you can look at some of the characters that are queer people of color um, that we would like to see in television but you know with in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually they introduced a gay character in there um, but we like to see more they can be everywhere I think in some ways um, Agent Brand she was considered queer um, she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but she was killed <laughs> but we need to see more um, so I think, you know, please, as y'all create these shows and create more characters and create these comics, think about the fact that they don't have to be black, just black or just white or just Asian. They can be trans and Asian. They can be black and gay. They can be multicultural. All of it. (laughs) They can do all of it. (laughs) And And we'll be glad to see it. We'll be out there to support it. So I think it's important that we do see that. Um, and again, if some of y'all out there who are creating things and know people who are creating comics and you do something like a webcomic, what have you, let us know. We will tweet and talk about it and let everybody see it because we want yes. we want more of it. I mean, again, one of the reasons why I created my webcomic is because I wanted to see um, a queer character go through something. Like, I'm tired of seeing like a Bella and um, whatever his name was, that little vampire, or a Buffy and an Angel. Why can't we get a Steve... And angel, like I, I, that's what I right. want. I want that. I want to see that. I want our community to be like to relate to something where they don't have to turn to slash fiction. They can turn to something that is already there for them. Most definitely, and I just representation matters. It's one of the things that we've always stressed here, and we always will stress until mm-hmm. we don't have to stress it. Yeah. That representation always and forever will matter all right so i guess that's pretty much it for us yeah that's the episode Mm -hmm. um any last church announcements or you know things that we got to get off our chest before we wrap this up no i'm continuing on with well yeah i'm continuing on with the crossfit and it's been fun I, i i've been keeping up so i'm really excited about that i took a dare i was told that i always put down the apps the dating apps, the gay apps. So I was told that, you know, I need, for me to even speak on it, I need to join one. So I joined one just to oh, see girl. what the experience was. <laughs> There's a lot of thirsty people out there. That's all I'm going to say. Girl. And so I have, and I try to be nice, like, no, 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 no. But, you know, I, I it, it, for me to speak on these things, I need to be able to say, well, I experienced it versus. Bitch, you ain't even been on it. How are you going to talk about it? So, Right. Well, you can talk about it. I'll just... I'll just keep, come here and just, you know, be my little demure little self over here because yeah. I was married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know for me, uh, just um, follow us on Twitter. You can follow uh, Megashane. That's the overall site. Um, or you can follow uh, Megashane Pod. That's specifically for the podcast 
You can follow us uh, individually. I'm at Porter Pizzazz and Victor's at Wonderman Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to our website uh, Uh Subscribe to us on uh, what are we on? SoundCloud, iTunes, and now Stitcher. Yes, they improved, we, we, and now we're there. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, back in shape like Jim and the holograms. Yes, got to get it. Got to get back in shape. Like I think I, that was neat to be a part of that because you know I, I applied and you know that I, apparently not everybody gets it. I was told, and they said, like, "Sure, here you go." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was like, well, well. They sent the email, and again, you know, send us emails too if you have questions for us or you just want to talk or you get something off your chest. Yeah, we'll do we'll, some uh, some self help and we'll, we'll try. try to get through. We'll try yeah. to do some self help. We might need some too, but you know, we'll <laughs> we'll try to we'll try to do that too. Um, but yeah, you shout know, to, shout out to everybody going to Dragon Con this weekend. Yeah. I know it will be blurred heaven down in Atlanta. I know y'all make me sick because y'all about to have all this fun, and I'm not gonna be there. But you know, in the future, maybe, maybe we'll we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. You know, our dates and whatnot. Um, because if I won't be there, Nick Nick is closer than I am. I'm in, you know, in California. So we have the Comic-Con, as I like to say, the Comic-Con. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because as I said before, and, and some of y'all dragged me for this. I mean, there is New York Comic-Con, the Kelly Rowland Comic-Con. Uh-uh, don't do that. Don't do that to New York. Uh, see? Okay, I'm not going to shade New York. Because New York is... <laughs> They're coming up, and I'm not going to shade them because I, I don't want them to be like, okay, we remember what you said, bitch. Um, but no, they're coming up, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of people have a great time there. Um, so hopefully we'll be there one day. I've been there before, and it's pretty neat. So um, hope we'll be there. And shout out to FlameCon. They just finished their con, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And it was a blast, I was told. And so I did see some things online. So shout out to y'all. For putting on yeah. the con and everything. It, it looked beautiful and people seemed to have a great time. The cosplay was amazing. It was. It was, it was like everything. Um, I think that's all for me. That's all for me too. Um, let me see. Do I have any advice for y'all this week? Um, I might start giving people advice because I feel like I should. <laughs> Even though I I'm shouldn't. I'm nobody advice because I'm still trying to get my shit together. But I think I said before to y'all that you can't blow anybody. So I, <laughs> I, I said that like way in the early episode, I said you can't suck everybody's stuff and you shouldn't. Um, but what, you know, I guess my advice for y'all is don't go to bed mad. Just go find something to eat. <laughs> All right. You know what? Bye. Bye, Bye y'all. everybody. <laughs>